Yo, what is up? Shut up! And listen, we are back. But it do, baby. You got Johnny Boy here. You know what it is, man. And I am your host, Danny to the G. Absolutely. It's just the two of us today. You know what it is. Follow OG me on Twitch. <laughs> the OG squad. The OG is where we started. Exactly. We got a very uh, big episode in two weeks. We're going to have all the Shaw brothers here in the house. Oh, are we? Damn, I missed we this. We are. I just show up. February 17th. Prepare for a shut up and listen spectacular. We're going to have the whole squad here. Hoping everyone pulls up. So far, so good. Everyone's so far checked in for attendance for the, for the, we have a photo shoot in two weeks, which I'm very excited oh, for. Oh, for that? Oh, that day. So they're okay. all going to be here for okay. the podcast, and then we're going to go straight down to the photo shoot, which I'm very, very excited about. Get so much brothers, fun. Get my brothers back together for, uh, for one night. Got to schedule my haircut. It's facts. That's right. I probably got to go. <laughs> I might just go like right after work that day, honestly. I'm not going to get COVID for my barber, though. Uh, hashtag Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine? They they had a so like the the background story to this is that the it, it's press week now for the Super Bowl leading up to the game on Sunday. Everyone's trying to get their haircuts. Everyone's trying to look good. You got you know press starts tomorrow. You get to talk to everyone, and it's supposed to be a really joyous occasion. The Kansas City Chiefs have their barber mid cut with the center Daniel Kilgore mid cut. The guy's not done. If you go on Daniel Kilgore's Twitter, he changed his profile picture to what the haircut looked like oh when they god. pulled the barber out. Oh my god. The barber tested positive for COVID during the haircut. I guess <laughs> they I guess they obviously tested everyone before, but his test came back positive. But thankfully enough, the Kansas City Chiefs were smart enough that they were all wearing masks at the time. Um everyone has tested negative. Daniel Kilgore has tested negative. He will he is away from the team, but he's flying back in Saturday for Sunday's big game. Um, but, you know, good move by the Kansas City Chiefs. Quick to act. Remove him from everywhere. You know, Patrick Mahomes was there, too. Patrick Mahomes was among 20 players that were getting their hair cut. And, you know, he you know I'm knocking on the wood table right here that everyone's healthy, everyone's good, that we're going to have a very, very exciting game on Sunday, which we will be giving our predictions a little later on in the on the show. Mahomes gets haircuts? Oh, you... Mahomes definitely, nah, definitely just the side, like a fade. Nah, he, he, he definitely gets like a high top fade. He lets the, he lets the curls hang barber's out. Barber's got the easiest just... job. That barber's got the easiest one. He's probably happy to have when Mahomes is down. The usual right Bro, just, just a high top fade. That's all I need. If I'm Mahomes, it's a high. His Mahomes haircut, high top fade. Travis Kelsey, work on the beard, fade the sides, comb over on top. Like, I, I can guess like these guys' hairstyles. It's very simple. It's very simple. Yo, your sports analytical skills are really just put to the ultimate test right there. Jesus. That's, Skip Bayless don't ever talk about that. That's knowledge. Bro, you gotta look fresh for this, man. You gotta like you gotta you gotta look at the player. Like when you're like a barber or someone who's like in the style, you gotta look at the player and be like, yo, this is what you're gonna look like and you gotta look your best because this is the biggest game of your life. Obviously last year the Chiefs completed you know, the whole season, they won the, they won the Super Bowl, now they're back in there, you know. But, you know, you still you treat every Super Bowl like it's your last. Obviously, this probably won't be Mahomes' last. This probably won't be the Kansas City Chiefs' last. You treat it as your last. So, you, you want to look good and show out and play good. But, man, when I read that story, I was like, whew, close call, man. Like, good for them. You know, they, someone, someone's fate does not want us to play this game. <laughs> 
Like, like 20 players, and Patrick Mahomes was one of them. Imagine if all those 20 players tested positive. Oh, the Super Bowl not playing. postponed. Yeah, you would have to move it because like, that's, that's 20, that's two 20 weeks. players. Like, oh, two weeks at least. Oh, my God. Give Tom Brady that much more time with film? You don't have film. You just got to play against Chad Henney. The, the offense becomes so much more simpler. Mahomes plays, you know, we, we said before, Mahomes just plays street ball. Like, this guy is just improvising on the run. Man. Whew, it's Super Bowl week. It's fine. It's Super Bowl week. If anyone's been keeping up here in Jersey, we got slammed with a snowstorm. Fuck snow. We got hit with at least over a foot out here. I hate snow. Same. I do not like snow, people. It's we got not hit fun. hard. And they're bumping downstairs. They are. I don't know what's going on. So shout out Serena Yates for uh, Jeez, losing a, his hearing early. Jeez, what a pump up there. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you other than shut up over there and listen to the podcast. That actually worked. They it stopped. did. Yeah, they stopped. <laughs> hey, yo, that's hilarious. They know the key words here. Listen, listen. Listen, let me tell you something. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. But what I saw from the Nets is wild. Are they a winning team or a losing team? Like, I don't know. I don't they're, know what I'm seeing here. They're obviously the best offensive team in basketball, numbers-wise. But they're the worst offensive team, basketball, you know, stats-wise. It's ridiculous. The Rockets are now one of the best offensive teams. <laughs> they just broke and the they're record. Six, they're 6-3 six and three without James Harden. The Rockets just they're playing broke the better. record for most threes made in franchise history without James Harden. Like, it shows you was really the problem. About? No matter what, no matter how great you are, if you're cancer to your team, it shows now. When you remove the cancer, you're you're good. But six and three without a top ten player, arguably top five, pretty damn good. Like, he really didn't want to be there. He really wasn't giving it any effort. I mean, Oladipo, Eric Gordon, and uh, Christian Wood are carrying the load right now. They're they doing love great. it. They're they doing love great. It. They hundred percent love it. They're still winning, but. It may, like, I'm happy that they're doing well, but it brings up another point. Do you think that means there's a cancer in Dallas? Who thinks a cancer in Dallas? I'm asking, do you think there's one? Because why are they losing? I don't think there's a cancer. I think they've become... Not saying that Luka is unstoppable, but they've become so Luka-centric that you kind of know who's going to have the ball in their hands, what they're going to do, and Luka is... One of the worst three point shooting players statistically this year. He's not hitting the three at all. Like he's he's, he's like, making bad threes. He's like he's like in the Russell Westbrook range for like threes right now, like in that percentage. Like it's bad. But it's so just I don't like, know what. You, I think he bought into the hype a little bit too much. I don't know what he's he's having a good year. Like if you look at his numbers, he's still having a statistically very good year. Like he's gonna but he's fourth. He's gonna be why. he's gonna be an all star. Obviously, he's gonna be in the MVP conversation still. Like he. He's putting up numbers that, like, you would put up as Listen, I'm a huge Luka fan. Huge. You know that. But I don't know about much. I'm like, yo, you need to, like, not slow down, but, like, play within yourself a little bit. Because I feel like he bought into the hype a little bit too soon. And say, yo, you're going to be that great, but, like, you're not there yet. Like, like you said the number-wise with the threes, it's because he's taking some bad shots. He's taking bad threes. Like, you need to slow down. Not that he's forcing himself. It's just, like... They they've, they've already they've already put the they already gave him the keys to the Ferrari. They're like, here you go, dude. This is your offense. You run the show. Do as you please because you know the last two years you've earned it. 
But I don't think their problem is a cancer. I think their problem is obviously KP just came back, so you gotta let him get gain speed. I come back from a torn meniscus at seven foot three is not the easiest thing in the world. Hundred percent. We said it in the off season. They didn't do it. We said it, you know, even right before we did our season preview. They need to add another star to that team. They need a right now. They need a second because right now KP is just not doing it, and it's not his fault. He's just injured. They need someone to compliment Luca. It's not going to be Tim Hardaway Jr. It's not going to be Dorian Finney-Smith. It's not going to be whoever else they have. It's really their team is just Luca KP. Like they're trying to recreate Nash and Nowitzki from back in the day, but like, you know, it wasn't. It's not working right now. Like you have you have your Nash and Luka Doncic, but you don't have your your Dirk. I don't know, man. It's really crazy. But KP could be your Dirk, but I don't know. Do you trade him? Do you want to keep him? Now you're just trying to find a third offensive weapon. Like, what do you do with that? Do you move your other pieces? Do you trade your Tim Hardaway Juniors? Uh, do, you, do you lose people like that? I don't know. You have... If I'm Dallas, and like certain... You know, I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm Dallas, I can... I would inquire to the Pelicans, like, how can I get Alonzo and JJ in a package? Mm-hmm. Start. You don't have to. You don't have to hit a home run. You don't have. To, you don't have to go out and get a Bradley Beal. You don't have to go out and get a Zach Levine. Like these are the. Those are the two obviously big names right now floating. Yo, in the market. shout even, out. Hold on. Even as a Knicks fan, I just want to say shout out to Zach Levine's name being tied to the Knicks in that trade talk. We'll come back to that. But like you know, you don't have to hit a home run. But if you get a serviceable, serviceable player like Lonzo. It, it and Lonzo the way he distributes the ball, he does create extra possessions because he does rebound, he does assist, he does assist pretty well playmaking wise. If I can pack, if I can get those two guys and maybe even like distribute, like you know, send out like certain players that I really don't need. You start, you start from there. You know, you build a small foundation of guys. You still constantly build around Luca. You know, you you bank on KP. Getting healthier, maybe you add another big man in there to help keep him in the paint. Oh, get a Javale McGee in there. It's not, or even like yeah, Javale. You don't or, need you know, something crazy. Even, you just or honestly, or honestly do like Andre Drummond's gonna get bought out probably. Inquire. He's expensive though. He's expensive. He'll be more yeah, but expensive. They, they could probably do him. They could they could pay for it rather than the Nets can. The Nets can't afford anybody. Do you, but like having Alonzo takes the ball out of Luca's hand. Like Alonzo would need a ball. That's in his good hands, though for Luca. Do you think that's that, good for Luca? That's good because Alonzo's a playmaker. He will create the shot for Luca to take. Now, if Luca's missing open shots, then there's something wrong. But if, so you if, want if to Luka, take the ball Luka, out of Luca's hands? I don't want to necessarily take it out of his hands. I want to put less pressure on him as a ball so handler. He, he's going to be the primary ball handler, but some he's going like, to he's going to be primary scorer. But if I have Lonzo starting at point guard, hypothetically, say they trade for Lonzo and like JJ's your six man, and say Lonzo, say like the backcourt's Lonzo and Luca. You know, Lonzo's going to bring the ball up sometimes. Luke will bring the ball up sometimes. But I'm going to look at Lonzo to not necessarily score, but, like, create openings for for Luka. Not, but you just said that Luka doesn't average high three-point percentage. Do you want him to be off ball? He shouldn't, he shouldn't be shooting threes at this point. He should be focused mid-range, slashing. So you, you want know. him to play off ball? In a way, yeah, because he's and shoot, obviously shoot now, mid range obviously now, obviously it's now, a whole different not, game. It's obviously like, now, he's he's not he's not going to be considered like the perimeter threat that we all thought he was going to turn into. Yeah, he's only in his third year. Exactly that that that's going to take time to develop. Obviously, he's he wants to shoot at will, and he's a he's a decent shooter. He just takes bad shots. Like 
He needs to play within the game. He's taking terrible shots. Oh, man. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, King James. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about Westbrook. Well, that's a, that's, that's, uh, she's a. Could just shout out him and the Wizards for no. taking out the Nets? Because that was crazy. Yeah. And shout out to Westbrook for missing tonight's game against Miami. Oh, I'm sure you're kinda happy. Wanted, I kind of wanted a full squad. No, I, I really hate I like competition. Exactly. I like I like when you have the full team. Don't take my heat of the joke. Because you don't... Well, I mean, they're, the injuries are piling up, but luckily they're getting healthier. Jimmy's back. Jimmy's looking better. Hero without Jimmy, huh? He did his thing. Mm. I was proud of him. I was proud of him. He did his thing for a 20-year-old. doing. He, he was doing his thing. Yeah, he was average like 19 a game. Same, same, same thing to Luca. He is super young, third year. Just, you know, yeah, I'm not. Know. I'm not really pressed about Tyler. And Tyler is getting better at other aspects of the game besides shooting the three. He's he wants better. to be. A, uh, he's getting better. Player. He's getting better at rebounding. He's getting better at being their primary ball handler, being a point guard. He's dishing the ball. His defense is getting better game by game, which was a huge problem for him last year. He wants to be a defensive player though, so that's why he definitely. Which I'm okay. He better be if working. If you, you want to be a two way player like Bam and Jimmy, do it, man. That's what that team is. That's what they build. I'm okay. just I'm really upset that we lost Myers Leonard for the season. Ooh, season one. I like there. I like Myers. I like Myers as a stretch big. He can hit the three. You know. Length. That's what the heat need. They need length. And length is becoming a problem again because they're getting out rebounded. They can't be banned twenty four seven or Kelly Olenek. But um but yeah, no, uh, we're going to talk about LeBron and the situation that happened in Atlanta. <laughs> so he had a fan heckling James. him. James. <laughs> he had a fan that was heckling him nonstop, you know, uh, just bothering him. And, you know, people say he got under his skin, but like, you know, you can only say so much in an empty arena for the player to hear you. And they tell you when you're at a game, I've been to plenty of basketball, they tell you at a game, like, you know, be respectful. Don't, don't be that guy, you know. Any that, harassment, anything will, you like, know, result. Like, don't be that yeah. guy. Don't be that girl that, you know, is yelling obscenities and stuff because you're going to get kicked out. It's just that normally when it's a full arena, you get a little lucky because it's so loud. Yeah, you can't, you can't really hear it. But, but like, you know. But now this, this when lady, you're courtside in an empty yeah, arena. Yeah, courtside and. And she's famous. She's Instagram famous. Yeah, at, least she, they, at least they found her. What's her name? I don't know, Courtside Karen. That's what she needs. I'm going to go type in Google Courtside Karen. She needs to change into that. She'll make a lot of money. She starts selling that merch. It, <laughs> comes, up, it comes up. It comes up, too. It comes up. I'm not a robot. What kind of website Jesus are you Jesus Christ, on? I'm on Google. I'm on Google. Google's like too many people are Googling yeah, this too today. Are, too many people are Googling. Prove you're not. Prove you actually want this information. Yeah, I do want this information. Oh my god, courtside Karen. Yeah, she's hilarious. You can't be, ladies and gentlemen. When the arena is empty, you can hear a lot. Like they do a good job on TV, making it seem like there's a crowd there. Because when you walk, when I'm watching these games, they have the crowd. I don't know how they do it, but they're so good at it. When they like make the shots, it sound like the crowd's really there. They like amp it up, lower it down. The cheering sounds good. All that shit. The booze. They make it sound good, but when you're actually there, it's quiet as hell. At least I've been told. Yeah, so her name's Juliana Carlos. And she was saying that her husband's been a diehard Hawks fan, which I've never heard of before in my life. 
I know that's like hearing you're a diehard Clippers fan. Like you, you never heard that before. That's apparently what Paul George and Kawhi are. Remember what they said? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they've they've been a fan. We're from the area. We've always been very fan of not Lakers. So, um, she was yelling a bunch of obscenities, cursing out LeBron, and like I said, you know, they tell you before you enter the game, like you know, please be respectful, yada yada yada, don't cause a ruckus. But yeah, she was insisting on you know. You know, yelling at LeBron for her husband because apparently she also said that her husband has always hated LeBron. LeBron, you know, since LeBron was, you know, donned as the king and all this other stuff, she's, he's hated LeBron, so she decided to chirp it on the phone. Eventually, security's like, yep, yeah, you got to get out of here. Come on, court And apparently LeBron instigated it, but I don't really think LeBron really instigated it. I think he was looking at him, and then eventually she said some things she shouldn't have said, and that's what prompted LeBron to retaliate um, verbally, obviously. And, um... She actually apologized. She needed to. She says she took full responsibility. You know, after you know, especially after she was running her mouth. She was talking that hot shit. It was hot yeah. as hell. And she was just running her mouth entirely, and you know, you get kicked out for that. She gets mad on social media. She gets mad and posts on social media that you know LeBron did this, LeBron did that. But like, you should know as a you know. They tell you these things, so I I don't blame LeBron at all. She is 110% at fault. It is not LeBron's fault. You know, you can only push someone for so long. If you say something personal or disrespectful, they will verbally retaliate. We've seen it plenty of times from players. You've seen, like, you know, Russell Westbrook yell at fans. You know, that's not the first time LeBron's been heckled like that, where you get, you just... It's a different thing to say, hey, LeBron, you suck. But if you start seeing, like, some terrible obscenities and, you know, coming at the man's personal life and stuff like that, you just, you crossed a line. And, you know, security, shout out to you. You guys did your thing. You know, now she's going to be forever known as courtside Karen. She got in a fight with the on-court Karen. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, King James. (laughs) You can't argue with the on-court But you can't, like I said, dude, you can't. You can't expect to, um, you can't expect to, like, you know, just, you can say certain things. You can say, hey, man, you suck, you know, just, like, just, like, small banter, nothing serious. Hey, like, man, you, you suck. Got, like, Not in this house. We're diehard Hawks fans. Not here. Never heard of a diehard Hawks fan. We've been watching Trey Young first. since he was in middle school. We yeah, knew really, he would be our guy. We saw Trey on his freshman year at Oklahoma before he broke out his senior year. At Oklahoma. Yeah. Blake Griffin, you. Blake Griffin, you. Yo, shout out Blake Griffin's brother. Shout out Blake for just going off, just disappearing. No, he did go off against the, uh, was it the Lakers or Nets? I think it was Lakers. He scored over 20 points for the first time. What was in... the one? What was the one? Oh, they faced the Heat. I think he only like four points. Jesus. Well, when you don't have Chris Paul, that's what happens. When you're Amari Stoudemire, but then never gain, like, anything. Like, you have no jump shot. Not. He can shoot, too. That's the problem. But he's like, I don't know, nothing. Yep, so if we're looking at games right now, we got the Bucks against the Pacers on ESPN. Bucks are up 44-30. to 30. Sixers are up 39-25 on the Hornets. Mavericks are up 13-4. to 4. It's the Luka versus Trey Young matchup that we always and love And Trey Young is getting schwapped right now. Damn, Luka's mad at it's him. It's the matchup that we all enjoy watching. Only never mind, be, never mind. Luca has four points. <laughs> solely because that obviously Luca and Trey Young were traded for each other. Damn, KP misses a twenty-five foot three-point jumper. <laughs> Yo, this is the ESPN website. This is free. 
Yeah. Yo, I, we're, not watching, we're not actually watching the game. It felt like it. Go, let's go <laughs> six, he misses let's go, the 25 footer. Let's go peak that six. Gordon Hayward makes 25 foot three pointer. Lamelo Ball assists. Lamelo Ball defensive rebound. Yeah, Tobias. Yeah, shout out, shout out Malik Monk, man. Just dropped 36 on my Heat the other night. Good for him. Do you know who I picked up on fantasy? Well, I've, you know, happy for him. Mikel Bridges 11 points already. Good for him. Do you know who I picked up a fantasy? Who? Emmanuel quickly. Shout out to oh that rookie from the Knicks. King Florida. Oh my god. Better than Lou Will already? They'd be like, ooh, Lou Will. We can beat my face team right now. I got the whole team. Can't believe Vinny beat me. He got so lucky. I mean, I don't so even I know. So I got Con Sexton later tonight. Oladipo, Butler, KP, Clint Capella, Luca, Malik Beasley, Joel Embiid, Tyler Hero, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, man. What a freaking stud, man. I swear to God. Shut up, Milan. He told you to draft him? No. I'm just saying, like, it's it's really true. Like, when I saw, like, the the stat that, like, wherever he goes, they win, he's – they're not lying. Like, oh, no. That's like, 100% when, when he true. went to New Orleans, they became really good. Went to the Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers are a cursed franchise. They used to never get past the second round. They did good. Goes to OKC. They have, a, what, a 1.8% chance to make the playoffs? We make the playoffs. He's got the Suns right now at a tremendous, tremendous spot. They're winning games. He's averaging like 27 over his last like two weeks or something like that. Something Bro, insane. I have so many players playing today on fantasy. Yesterday I, have, I had no one. Today I have a full lineup. I have Trey Young who's playing right now. Dude, shut the Suns. Throw. Five seed in the West right now. Four games out of first place from the surprising Utah Jazz. Knicks are one out. Knicks are in the uh, play-in game. All right, they're seven out, but we're only... Two, no, no, we're only we're, two away from the playoffs. We're talking about wait, what? Oh, I was looking at that number nine. <laughs> I was looking at that number nine. Wait, let me see up. We go back up. Are we still in the playoff game? We're still in the playing game, right? It's that, yeah. It's them, and then who? The bottom three. Honestly, these four teams right here, from the Pacers down, I'm not worried about in the least bit. So one, one of these four teams are going to start. Actually, I think the Hawks will make the jump up. I think the team like the Pacers, the Cavs, and the Hornets are going to fall down. You know, Fred Van Fleet's on a different level right now. It's not going to maintain. Uh, the Knicks are playing tremendous defense. The We're heat, the best the, defense the heat in the are getting The Heat are getting healthier. Shout out to the Jazz, though, man. Best record in the NBA. They, I mean, how many win streak was it? What was the win streak? Best record. They had, like, what, 11 in a row? Okay, but we've seen two. Shout teams. out to Donovan Mitchell, 23 in a 23 game. Jordan Clarkson's our second leading scorer off the bench. 17 a game. Go Bears averaging 13.4 rebounds a game with 2.7 blocks, which is unreal. Um, We've seen Connie's, teams who are good Connie, in the... You know, Conley's just doing his thing, you know, just being a serviceable serviceable player. Serviceable? He's just below Jordan Clarkson in points. Yeah, but like for like what he's... Like for like he's, he's, he's a good player. He's not great, but he's serviceable. But we've seen teams that are great in this season. Six, uh, Houston Rockets, dude, shout out and to then them, they dude. do nothing six, in the playoffs. Six players averaging over 10 a game for the Jazz. Let's see how they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Jazz. They might be the modern-day Rockets. <laughs> the Rockets already blow up. Now it's modern-day. Well, the Rockets don't. The Rockets just... Rockets with James Harden were great during the regular season, but what happened in the postseason? Yeah, but they don't have like a good... Utah doesn't have a good James Harden-esque player that just... Craps the bed in the playoffs. We'll see what Donovan Mitchell does. I feel bad for these guys, Minnesota. They're just never going to put it together. Well, if they get Devin Booker, that's it. They're going to have to trade Anthony Edwards. (laughs) 
Honestly, the way it's looking at Phoenix, D'Angelo Russell and Cat might just make their way over there. But we know that those three want to play together. So I think that's just something to keep in mind for the future. Even if it's like past their prime, that's just something we're going to see eventually. They what, all those guys play together? Russell, Cat, and Dev? Yeah, because they want like... We've seen players that want to make it happen, make it happen. Even if it's like past where, you know... They're going to... I mean, it's only logical for Booker to go to Minnesota because there's no way they're going to package Cat and D'Lo. Are there contracts... Very close. Like, do they become free agents in the same I'm season? I'm not sure. Because if those two become free in the same season, like... They're gonna, yeah, they're going to be a tandem. They're gonna the way a- it's going on in Phoenix, why not just go over there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you can keep Chris Paul for another year or two. I don't think their contracts are up the next year or two, though. Well, no, because... But it wouldn't matter if you'd be getting them. Yeah. Whatever team gets those three would be wild. Yo. Early Johnny Bold prediction. Those three get together. <laughs> Those three get together. That'll be the offseason of all season. Johnny's bold prediction. Calling okay. it right now. Cat, D'Lo, and Booker get on a team together. Yep. I have one for later, too. Don't worry about it. I'm afraid. Nah, no, that's basketball related. I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But I have some news to share with you, good sir. Oh, my God. Some very good news. So She, she, said, she said yes? There's no she here. Uh, oh, fuck. Wait. I'm a happily single man. Oh, damn. Damn, she why didn't will, you respond? You should have shared. She will, she will be coming around when I'm ready. Damn. You she, damn. I, haven't, I haven't found the right she. They be tagging him in the wrong post. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, no girl has... No girl yet, really. Focus on myself, but that's not this podcast. Um, we'll talk about so, that next one. <laughs> Shut up and listen to my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the Valentine's yeah, Special Edition. Oh my the God. Valentine's Day episode. Shut Bro, up and I'm listen to my feelings. Ryan, you should hilarious. You did not. Shut up and listen to my feelings. <laughs> That's going to be our Valentine's Day Yo, special. Yo, listen, if you, wanna, if you seriously want to hear about Dan's feelings, we'll be talking about it on the other I'm podcast. Kicking it with the Shaw Boys. Make sure you tune in. I'm a 5'10", 5'11", soccer player, Spanish, so I know how to cook and clean. So I know how to cook. I digress. I am the the jack of all trades. Oh, shit. And his name's not even Jack. Exactly. Listen, single McGinnell. (laughs) What are we talking about? All right, but, so, you know, like, the podcast I've jumped on with a few times. They're from Florida. Right on sports, so... Their lead guy, his name is Kyle. I'm going to try and get him on the show here very soon. I'm working on a certain episode for him to jump on. Me, him, and this guy named Scott, who's from North Carolina, are officially in the works on a brand new podcast. Oh, I can't wait to guest. We are officially in the works. It is going to be wrestling themed. Oh, I can't wait to guest. It is going to be a great time, great experience. It's great for, you know, connections where, you know, we have our listeners listen to Right On, which is his brand. His, his name's Kyle Wright, so you play on words, Right On. And then his listeners come and listen to Shut Up and Listen and Kicking It with the Shaw Boys, which Kicking I did. Kicking It with the Shaw Boys. Which I did plug on their last episode. If you check on Right On Sports, they have a Royal Rumble episode that I appeared on. I did shout out Kicking It with the Shaw Boys, obviously. Kyle knows Shut Up and Listen very well, so he gave me a special shout-out on there. I can't believe. So we're currently on the works. We were brainstorming last night. We have a brainstorming session tomorrow. 
we're looking hopefully relatively soon, um, but we may push it back a little bit because we have all all of us have prior engagements to focus on. So, um, but that's my special project that I've been working on. Expected, uh, expected. You know, it's this project's only going to help Shut Up and Listen's brand. It's going to help uh, kicking it with the Shaw Boys. It's going to obviously help ride on sports, which I guarantee, which I recommend that everyone please go listen. It was their longest episode they've ever done, and I was blessed and honored to be a part of it. So, you know, check on Ride on Sports. It's W-R-I-G-H-T on sports. You can find it anywhere. Just like Shut Up and Listen. But. Just like Kicking It With The Shaw Boys. And Kicking It With The Shaw Boys. But it is officially prediction time. We have a major game on Sunday. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl. It's the be-all and end-all. It is the end of a very crazy football season. And, you know, we're going to lead into probably what's going to be an even crazier offseason with a lot of quarterbacks moving. Obviously, you know, Matthew Stafford was traded from the Lions to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff and the Lions. Also received quite a few draft picks. Um I gave my take on it online, and I said that Matthew Stafford, that was the right price tag. The guy's been severely underrated for such a long time. He's finally going to be able to showcase his talent on a winning franchise at the Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff is going to go on to Detroit and see what they're going to do with that franchise as they begin their rebuild process. And then, obviously, we have the Sean Watson rumors. We have Jimmy Garoppolo rumors from the 49ers. We have a bunch of quarterbacks that can be switching teams this offseason. But we have one game. One game to decide it all. We have the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Buccaneers against the baby GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, and, and, and the back-to-back AFC champions, defending Super Bowl champions. The Chiefs are going for a repeat. So, uh, John, you want to go first with your prediction? Or do you want me to go first? I believe in the power of the new generation. I have a lot of faith. And Kelsey, a lot of faith in the cheetah, and a lot of faith in baby goat Mahomes. And I love Andy Reid. Man said he's going to get the biggest cheeseburger last time. He's going to get another one this year, man. And it's going to be bigger. It's going to be a triple. I'm going with Mahomes. All right, so we got the, you got these boys repeating. I have a repeat. All right, so I am going to give my positive and negatives on each side. Before I give out my... I have, I've had my prediction since... Prior, prior right after the games went final, I kind of knew what was going to happen. So I'm going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, you have the GOAT. You have the greatest to ever do it to step foot on the football field. His 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's bringing in a loaded offense. He's bringing in a defense that has found their stride in pass rushing and even in the secondary, which we all thought was going to be their weakness, which I still think is their weakness. I think their secondary is going to be a problem in this game, especially with all the weapons that Chiefs have. But you got Tom Brady, you got Ronald Jones Jr., Fournette right behind him. You have an offensive line that's playing fantastic. You got Gronk, you got Cameron Bray, you got Antonio Brown, you got Godwin, you got Mike Evans. So the, the those pieces are there. They're set. Loaded offense, so you know what Brady's going to do. I go to the Kansas City Chiefs. With the Chiefs, I think their defense is also going to be a problem. Their pass rush is iffy. You know, they didn't really get to Baker Mayfield too well. They, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, obviously, Josh Allen, was that was the biggest game of that young kid's career. It won't be his last appearance in that AFC Championship game. They got to him pretty well. Um, I think I think the Chiefs' defense could pose to be a problem 
And, you know, Brady is a smart, genius quarterback. He can carve him up. But then, obviously, you go to the offense. This Chiefs offense is, you know, constant motions, constant, you know, it's just constant movement. And, you know, it creates matchup problems. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is, you know, is as advertised, fastest player in the league. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. You know, you mix all those things together, you get what you get. These guys are in their second Super Bowl together consecutively. I love it. So after going through everything, obviously these two teams played each other week 12 of this year, I believe it was, and the Chiefs absolutely obliterated them in Tampa Bay. That was a game where Tyreek Hill had 200 receiving yards before the half. Wait, say it again? Well, that, what did you just say? Say it again? The Chiefs blew out the No, Bucks. no, what, what did Tyreek Hill have? 200 yards before the half. Oh, okay, I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted that to be reiterated. I have faith in the Cheetah. Continue. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards before the half, and the, the Chiefs are just carving up that entire defense. It's going to be different this time. But, huh. but, I had the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. Very closely contested. 31-28 to 28 is my final score. I think this game is going to be a lot like last year where it was very closely contested, and I think someone made... Someone could pull in the fourth quarter. We can have a 28-28 game going into the fourth quarter, and then someone, you know, the Chiefs hit a field goal, and then it's defense the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, it's going to be very closely contested. But I think, ultimately, the the Buccaneers, has a, they have a great pass rush, but speed kills. It really does. Speed kills. The Chiefs, have, the Chiefs have a lot of it. They're getting Sammy Watkins back for this game, so that just adds to another weapon. Mm. Hopefully Demarcus Robinson is going to be able to play on Sunday. He had a COVID scare, so hopefully he's in that game. They got Pringle, who's another really good wide receiver. You got Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, you have Le'Veon Bell, who's always going to be a factor back. You never know what he can do. It's just, when I look at the teams, it's at speed kills. Give me Chiefs 31-28, and they repeat as your Super Bowl champions. Super subtle flex on Tom Brady then when he was at the, uh, at the uh, what is it, day, like field day, whatever they call it. Uh, what is like, it, coverage it's like, day? It's like media day. Media day, yeah. And he was like, very different from the nine other times I've been here. Sort of flex, Tom. <laughs> you know what, man? He has every right to flex because, uh, like I said, he's been there. He's been there, done that. Hundreds the of best, times. Best to ever do it. But, you know. What does this do to his, um, is he still the GOAT? Yeah. If he loses? He's still the GOAT, but. Until Mahomes wins more or. Exactly. If Mahomes so, beats so, him right now. So if Mahomes beats Tom Brady on Sunday. But we, what if Mahomes not, doesn't reach the amount of Super Bowls he does? So, we're not going to open up the conversation immediately that Mahomes is the greatest of all time. But if we zoom ahead 12, 15 years, say Mahomes has won five championships or six and like a few MVPs, the conversation's there now. We can we it can be a really wide open discussion. I think that I think if he has five it, championships, this, this could honestly Mahomes and Brady can turn into Jordan versus LeBron. But I think if he has five championships, he has beaten Tom Brady within yeah. one of those. But if that's if, different if than I LeBron, flip, if I play devil's advocate, if Brady wins on Sunday, no go conversation ever for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because that'll be Mahomes' second career playoff loss, both times to Tom Brady. Brady beat him in the AFC Championship game the one year, and then um, 
Obviously, if he were to win on Sunday in the Super Bowl, that'd be the second time Mahomes loses to Brady. The the GOAT conversation will be forever locked in unless someone else comes in and wins like nine championships as a quarterback. But Mahomes, oh like, if, another if Mahomes, Tom Brady yeah, sixth right. round pick. If Ma, if Mahomes wants to if Mahomes wants to enter the GOAT conversation in the future, he has to win this game. He will. I think when it's obviously when it's all said and done, he'll undoubtedly go down as like one of the greatest to ever do it because he's he's on that career trajectory. And I've said it plenty of times before that like he's done everything you want to do in the NFL as a quarterback in only three years. If he wants to be in that go conversation, have to beat Brady on Sunday. And it's all about consistency too. Like you're this, in the because now because we can easily open up the whole discussion for like you know it's it, it's going to turn in if Mahomes wins. If we if Mahomes wins on Sunday, we we fast forward ten years from now. <clears throat> excuse me. It's gonna turn into it the way we debate LeBron Jordan, who's the greatest to ever do it. It's gonna open up that type of debate. Like you're obviously gonna have the old school guys who like you know they love Tom Brady, they think Brady's the best, but then you have these new school guys that are gonna be like you know you know it's Mahomes, and obviously we're gonna fall into the old school. We're gonna be the Jordans to our kids and the younger generations. LeBron. I mean, I'm gonna tell them, hey, I saw Mahomes beat. Brady. Honestly, I saw both. Like that, like like I'm a lot of Mahomes guy. Dude, all of our dude, our our parents and even a few people older than us, they saw Jordan and Kobe. Ah, lucky. They saw LeBron and Kobe. We saw LeBron and Kobe. We, I mean, yeah. Oh my but god. But when it comes to like a Jordan Lebron type retrospective, we're we're gonna be the Jordans, and our kids are gonna be like Lebrons. We're gonna see the old school versus the new school. And you know, as many people are gonna say, "Oh my God, Mahomes is so great," we're gonna be like, "Well, you know what? You didn't see Tom Brady play." <laughs> I get all the time. People are like, oh, you're too young to have seen Jordan play. I'm like, you're absolutely right, but that's why we have highlights. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we have people who are great storytellers and stuff like that. And we had Last Dance. You know, we saw everything from a documentary's <sighs> point of view, and with like true accounts from other people. Love that they were actually recording all that when it happened. Exactly. Smart, right? So smart. NBA knows how to make money. All right, Johnny. Bull prediction time. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back to the NBA. We're going to say, hey, Utah Jazz, that second-leading scorer of yours, we like him. We like him so much. Sixth man of the year. Calling it right now, Jordan Clarkson. That's my bold prediction. You heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen, shut up! And listen.